0: hey guys what's up this week I'm um, we'll talk about basic investigation techniques and thank you for listening to paragraph Kid. and this is your host nicole just one. stay tuned i hope y'all having a great evening snack one of your things i'll get a proper mic and right now i use what i got so, I uh, appreciate y'all listening. Tonight, we finally got our Christmas tree up and trimmed already. So, we might have found do good all one day. <laughs> um, We didn't put a whole lot on there because we got four dolls. So, we decided not to do the bottom part of the tree, which is fine. We got some lights on it and everything. So, and it's just gonna be the four of us, I believe, this year. So, I hope y'all will have a happy holidays and uh so yeah i'm gonna talk about basic investigation techniques um it's not in any particular order these are just my old research notes and i happen to find useful for my own personal investigations or those hunts uh between the two i think um there is a difference between the two those hunting and investigation those hunting is less formal i like to say and where um investigation you have to follow some guidelines per se so let's say for a basic investigation right um number one is to always um interview the witnesses before the investigation begins before you actually go over there to the location uh investigate uh the area. And when you're following information, alright, when you do, invest, when you do, um, I got investigation on my mind, I'm sorry. When you do the interview with the witness say, like I say, it's not in any particular order, it's just how it's written. Alright, so, so let's go with ABC, okay? A, contact information, like personal info their name, their addresses, their phone number, or contact number, or email, especially email is the best way. For me, it's the best way to get a hold of me by email because I don't um, I don't always answer my phone because it has power ID and if I don't lock in that number, if I don't recognize that number, I will not answer it. So the best way is to collect the, uh, the emails and so that way just so you know who it's from, what the floor, you know, and so forth, and, all right, B, you want to get, um, family information if there's more than one, one person involved, usually, usually it is the family, uh, so a number, and a number of people, household, children, and their ages, and even their pets, maids, they the rich, um, or right, other people with, Access to the house, you know, gardeners. Uh, alright, so C. Personal information, um, like marital status, religion, background, and sometimes it might practice what I hoped, so <laughs> that sometimes opens doors, so you have to find that out too. In uh, prescriptions, there are drugs, use emotional state and medical and mental conditions. A friend of mine, a music friend of mine, always has a written questionnaire, which is very professional because you never know what their mental state is, right, or what if they're seeing a doctor. Like, my hey I'm a little bit older, so right now I am taking some prescriptions, right, um, for my um, medical conditions, and as I am getting older, I'm, I'm, in fact, I am losing some hearing, so I, I'm uh, I won't need prescriptions for that, but I need a hearing aid. So always ask specifics like that. And, and if you can gather the information on the questionnaire, and if they are willing to get this, folks, if they are willing to fill out, let's say, a 3 or 3 to 5 page questionnaire, they are serious about this particular haunting, alright? Okay? That means they really want your help, so I think that's a good idea to have a questionnaire done, more than one page, you know what I mean. So, uh, D, I, I don't. Oh well, there, there are some folks who are seeking attention and they're not serious, and uh, sometimes it can be helpless. So that's why you have a questionnaire, right? So going on to D, phenomenal information like or. Um, period of what activity was um when when it, when it began and where areas of the room that involved the activity and how the phenomena um was first to know but um, like even her observations witnesses and even previous investigations if there were if there were any and so if you are like the first first uh investigator team, you know, make sure let you know that too. Um also <coughs> do you wanna invite a talk. Um also interview your investigators in advance to make sure they're appropriate for your group. Uh open invitation to like um those investigations uh I usually almost always a bad idea because uh, one mad apple, with, <coughs> might throw off the entire group. So be careful. Right, and I'm bad. Sorry, I had to clear out my throat. <laughs> I need a short break. Anyway, so yeah, make sure uh, with that, you um have um, interview your own your own group. So, since the field also, the paranormal field also attracts all kinds of people. So, make sure you can actually, for me, I would have to trust the person with my life. You know? And so, if you just trust that person or group with your life, yeah, uh, that would be it. Um, so, moving on. Um, set up a grid, or reference points at the site before beginning the advice That way, um, that way everyone will be able to agree or disagree on their locations and the data collected will be much more valuable for research later on. So, make up rates or maps of the location beforehand. That will save a lot of time when you're actually there and so just so it will make things smoother and make sure you hand out everybody uh, the maps I need to everyone present on a location. Um, so ideally, there should be more than one person with a camera or equipment like like EMF meters. Someone should be assigned the task of having the overall activity taken notes. Because there's a lot going make sure there's Oh Well a leader at least someone in charge all right, so that way they can Make sure things are in order And investigate what the other Investigators are doing so and of course They inform on the information to the foot and so that way um, You can refer to the notes later on if you have to return to the location so and you can use standard forms to record a result, so says. and there is um, some forms included that is like, um, actual, um, what those hunters uses, So you can use it as a regular. For me, I like to use my trusty, um, digital voice recorder, or you can even use an old-fashioned tape recorder. Those work just as well, um, so, and also, when you do the, okay, take note, when you do the, um, interviews for the witnesses, make sure you have something recorded at the time you're doing it, interviews, because you never know you might pay at shooting as well, or EVP, which is what, a of, phenomenal, right, so you might pay something even during the interviews, alright, so, I know me. I know I, I watch no television fiction so many times. Every time they do their their interviews, right something happens. So I am, um, yeah. It's always good to record something when you're actually um interviewing the witnesses. So what you're doing paranormal research is when um someone impression or data or influence. Consciously or unconsciously, by outside opinions or histor- historical facts. Uh, I talk historical facts. And for that reason, <clears throat> it is important that to overly discuss the mission or uh, allow investigators to compare notes before the investigation is complete. Of course, you can afterwards, but preferably uh, afterwards. All right now, if you want to work with a psychic like myself um, or psychic mediums, uh, we're very useful on these things, in fact, because, um, because the team members might become so focused on gathering data and not allowing their their uh, ambition or threat feelings to guide them, uh, that's going to be uh, very important on any uh, investigation, right? So, um, don't forget to follow to follow your mission and also research the location beforehand if you must. And for myself, since I'm a psychic medium, I prefer to do um, research like afterwards, that way I will be influenced in my meetings. So, uh, and so I try to find how much reports I uh, um, encounter. So, do, do, not, do not share this information with the scientists. I always say, do not feed us psychic information. Uh, I can't stress that enough. If people uh, tend to do that and they uh, wonder why the reading really isn't that successful. Well, it's because why? Because they keep feeding us the information when they supposed to be just answering yes or no, right? So, and we're not always 100% right. After uh, all, we're still humans, so I always say. And it also depends on the connection with the spirits. So, um, and you can also match up a psychic person with the temperature and even for you. Let's say, for example, I was at the um, Queen Mary ship uh, just last year, and uh, I was in that, I just watching in that, um, the haunted room where they have closed and, off, uh, and they just reopened, right? So, uh, the moment, I walked in there and where I got those bumps and I was feeling lightheaded I was telling them, you know what, there's something around me that I feel like those bumps in. and and sure enough, their EMF EMS Type uh, 2 meters went off the scale, <laughs> so it's quite amazing to see how psychic's input is verified and uh, with, with electronic instrument, let's say, like I was connecting to uh, uh even um online stream when they're even away in start loop like, so that proves that spirits have no space or time and um so that's pretty cool and so sometimes you can use uh, more than one psychic and they yeah, have diff- different abilities so. so for me uh i i'm mostly here Spirits, which voices clear audience and sometimes I see them and that's clear volume. so uh, sometimes we may have more than one ability so it's always good to work with more than one one second so that would provide more um, objective um, information to to two seconds work together so they tend to expand and reinforce each other's impressions of validation that we just love Love, love validations. Um, So, if more than one second is available, that'll be even better for investigation. It's also a good idea to specialize our skills and have and have a focus on just one thing, such as auditory input, uh, odors, or visual imagining. And it's funny; I also can sense smell. That's the first thing. I think. I think. I think I can't remember it offhand, but it's, it's, a, it's another ability. Um, just coming forth where I can I can smell. Like for instance, um, I can smell and uh, I walk in the room. <clears throat> I walk in the room and all of a sudden I would smell tobacco, or I would smell rotten eggs, or I would smell roses. I I witness all those. And they and we can actually warn the team of impending danger because of those abilities. That's also why you to have a site medium on their investigation. So, how we best this, and that uh, I would totally love to volunteer on the team of investigation. This put me up, <laughs> right And last but not least, when you do your investigation, you want to. Most importantly, you want to analyze your your paranormal phenomena data, right? So, let's say that if an object seems to move by itself, check the floor surface over and try to debunk that. We always try to debunk things. Yeah, if we can't debunk it, it's definitely something supernatural uh, or paranormal phenomena. So, you can also check for dress by using a handle flame. You can check electrical outlets and so forth. So, if you hear ghostly footsteps, wait until the phenomenon has stopped and try to duplicate the, uh, sound by watching wherever the, <coughs> the, um, footsteps came from. So, was it really footsteps or is it the house settling? Um it can be a million reasons. So always try to debug before I success classifying the haunting. Uh that's also important. And so if the windows I open or close themselves, I check the, always check the hardware, the floors, and try to ruin the window yourself to see if it's a shadow weight or like um like reading the set um correctly. And if the window Closes. <laughs> open and closes easily or will not stay open. And of course uh, snapping window shades almost always mean uh, an effect the hardware, so either the coil has been too uh, tightly or too loosely around. And let it release and then rewind it yourself. If there's any post precise phenomena requires objectively to research. Right? So try to recreate the incident using a natural means that it should have occurred the first time. If you cannot duplicate what happened, keep a log or journal of when similar events and times occur at this location in the future. It should be a version of as well. So now, often the energy source for the poltergeist and the other those is uh, like a, it could be a teen or a preteen or a child. More events will happen when an energy source is nearby. So you'll have less activity during school hours when they are on the errands and playing outside. I'm also considered a spirit magnet, so it's like I feel like the activity evolves around me. So it's like if you try it with me in the room and have me leave the room for see the difference. I think that's what it means. So if you see the apparition walking in mirror, check to see if it remodels your construction any construction work has been done recently. Those have time uh, bound memories and could be like walking on the floor level or staircase that no longer exists. That's why it could look like a where uh, they disappear when they're used to the bother right So, So anyway, finally, guidelines for follow-up research is most, most important for a investigation. So if anyone's feedback is available, be sure to take detailed notes of like clothing or fashion determines the area that they themselves live in and uh, research the houses and business locations like you can go to city halls or tax offices or even a county records office Uh, you can search records of deeds and ownership history for the property and you can also get police dispatch numbers, so you want to be on their side, right? So, I'd like to know that you'll be at a property, and you'll be no harm to the property, you'll be okay with it, alright? This gonna be safe and sorry. Um, so sometimes some locations have what um, trespasses, so always respect those laws, and you don't want to be thrown in jail for trespassing at a location. So, also, you can research just for, um, records at the Library of Masonic History. That's another that ri- library, my favorite place to research me. B- b- why? Because, find you know, because it's free! <laughs> As a library, they have listed by state, town, and the neighborhood, possibly year, um, with all the houses on the street, usually, uh, that are ground together. So, since there's records, from so the mid-19th uh, century will even tell the names, ages, jobs, you know, so forth any relation, relationship and uh, anyone in the house. Um, so city directories are another resource for homes and businesses. These are the, um, like, outmoded directories, listed properties, street by street, uh, like naming every adult in a household, the listing often included uh, where the person was even employed. City directories also listed businesses by street uh, address, so courthouse records can be used to learn if there were to civil and criminal, records in property disputes. So. Pro- probate records can provide insights into family relations, and also list names and phone numbers by their addresses. Use genealogical resources such as vital records and search records to find out what happens to the occupants of the house or business owner and trace family lineage in the area. Last but not least, newspaper articles and obituaries are often indexed and can provide considerable uh, information. Using their names and previous residents, you can look for articles about events in their lives. So, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of Basic Guidelines for and Animal Investigation those no hunts. Um. Yeah, and next week I'm gonna talk a little bit more about using the, uh, EVP. What was it? I oh Recording electronic voice phenomena. So I hope you guys will stay tuned for that, and, um, after all, we're all My email is nicholaspart number 8 at gmail.com. I look forward to all the responses and suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about for this podcast. So I hope you all have a great evening, stay safe, and happy holidays! Nathan in you that's Thank you.